<laughs> um, cool stuff. Um, do you want to just dive in, boys? Tom Daly, this shit. Let's Tom Daly. <sighs> <laughs> just that giggle in the background. Maniacal giggle. <clears throat> right, uh, enough about divers. Let's just. Oh, God. So annoyed already. Days, weeks, months, I don't know. Time is an irrelevance out here. All there is, is sand. Yes, the arid desert of the UK charts pans out both in front, but mostly behind us. For the last few weeks, we've been dying, dying for something juicy to get into our ears, but nothing, mirage, after Mirage, then one night, after banging sand out of my crack, we heard a drift of 12-bar blues over the horizon. Spirits crushed from the relentless sun, we filed it away as yet another auditory hallucination. But no, our prayers had indeed been answered as we gobbled down status quos down, down, up, and pushed it four square into the holes in the side of our heads. And that's just great, with our brains back, all firing synapses and ready for journeys continue. This is just the world of we three, the world of every number one ever. So, let me introduce you, on the camel with the singular central leg, and he, using a kiffier to cover the bloodlust in his eyes, is a man made mad by the years out here in this sandy tundra. Some thought he was a myth. The children of distant villages whisper his name and run in fear. Bin master, bin master. But this man ain't no myth. It's Craig Lowe, all right? I am Spartacus. Using a hovercraft and lighting the night with torches pointing at his mirrored suit. It's the man drawing the map, fleshing out the detail of this wasteland full of musical sand and ear piss. Ladies and especially gentlemen, it's <laughs> Dr. Liam Maloney. I'm, I'm sad I didn't get a lime. I love a kefir lime. How are we, chaps? All average. <laughs> the status quo thing was the episode before last. Yeah, it was. For, that's why I said recent weeks. Oh, sorry, I do apologise. I'll edit that. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> um, but that was such a little little laugh. That was really strange. That was like a little mm. girl laugh. Yeah, it was. Um, should we name a machine? Special little passive aggressive <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Should we name you special machine, little, <laughs> special little. I have to bash this shit out every week, but I do take care. Laugh. <laughs> name the machine, baby. And today's machine is called Johnny Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't even get that one. Right. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Oh, fuck me. Full disclosure, we have none left. And <laughs> I, I literally came up with that five minutes ago. And it's that tenuous and bad. I just think it's magic. That's gone straight into my top three. Especially of your reaction, where you look genuinely <laughs> concerned. Land at home, <laughs> you just look, well, they're, they're the best. They're the best, aren't they? Johnny Bitcoin. Um, should we dive in? Should we begin with our three... Uh, Who's up first, kid? Um, let's have you up first, Matthew. Let's begin. Oh, Jesus Christ, let me get my papers in. I've got to admit, I do like to start, so start I will with unique number one, seven, zero. Yes, it's that joke again. Oh, gosh. It's unique number one, 70. Um, at number one for eight Weeks. As they all were. Count them. Eight weeks. Um, from the 28th of February, 
1958. Johnny, Johnny Bitcoin. Any further information? <laughs> Nothing, but if you're at number one for eight weeks, you don't really need much else, do you? Press play. Let's see your views. Oh. Ooh. Nice. Yes, Liam. The Roses advert. Oh, God, it was. <laughs> Craig with the 80s knowledge. Moments. Oh, lovely. Do we know who it is, chaps? It's written by Burt Bacharach. Bacharach and Hal David, I think they're first as well. Oh, really? I don't know. So, uh... it's, the, it, it's the late 50s, early 60s, so random man's name followed by metal. So let's go with Johnny Bronze. It's not Johnny Bronze. No, it's uh, old Papa Charlie himself. Yes, Perry Como. Oh, nice. Oh, lovely. No hiding it here. Love this. Only one of two number ones over here for uh, our Papa Charlie. But let's be honest, this is the only one that counts. Can we just dwell on his name, by the way? Perry Como. It sounds almost like Catatonia brought on by Sportswear. The song, as you've already mentioned, it's Bacharach and David, one of their first. Great chorus. Not quite... Uh, to quote Mr. Lowe, croony, 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 croon, croon, and not quite novelty, not quite novelty, but it is what it is, and the world is a better place for it. Just it before is. I hand over, here's some song facts from songfacts.com. <laughs> When, when Perry Como recorded this song, he was a very popular star. The singer was one of the highest paid performers in the late 1950s, and his Perry Como show was the most successful television variety show of the time, both in the UK and the US. And last bit, 2009 Performing Rights Society revealed that Magic Moments is in the top 10 most played songs on television, radio, in bars and in shopping centres since 1934. So there you go. Have you ever Bit seen of that magic video? Magic moment um, facts. Have you ever seen the video where Perry Como kicks a cat to death? Oh dear. <laughs> I've heard of pounding pussy, but... Oh. Right, so Craig, oh. what's your view on Magic Moments by Perry Como? <laughs> Straight boys are horrible. <laughs> yeah, what, 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 what's your view on Perry Como's magic moment? It's fine. <sighs> it's fine. Right, okay, Liam, what's your view on Perry Como's magic moment? I've got absolutely buckets of time for Perry Como generally. You know, Papa Loves yeah. Mambo, absolutely killer, but magic moments, it, it sort of gives me a little bit of glow. I remember getting a Burt Bacharach comp for like late 90s, early noughties, because I kind of got quite yeah. into the idea of songwriting and then realised I have no musical talent. And so listening to tons of Bacharach was really nice, and it kind of flashes me back to that CD, which I think is down there somewhere. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's a great tune. The other Perry Como tune was Don't Let the Stars Get In Your Eyes as well, which is pretty decent as well. So just for the listeners at home, Craig's pulled out the It's Fine card. This has tickled Liam's Proustian, and he thinks it's quite nice too. So I think we're in a relatively solid position here, especially with the 50s where Craig is usually headbutting a bin. So let's have a look <laughs> yes. at unique number one, number 672. So we're definitely not in the 50s here. Yeah, and this was number one for two weeks on the 7th of December, 1991. So close to the Christmas number one, yet so far. Is there any more information? Johnny Bitcoin, contactless. Charity in the early 90s. Anything to guess for with this, boys? It's a tough one. I think the charity's a little, you know, will throw you a little bit. It's not known for its charity. I'm going to go with George Michael and Queen, somebody to love for the AIDS benefit charity. I think you it would be a really good guess, but I think you're one year out with that. However, oh. out of nowhere, you have got one of the two artists oh, in this piece. Press play, Mr. Maloney. Oh, well, that's a shit piano. 
ladies and gentlemen. Hello, George. Oh, he did have a voice, didn't he? Insta pass for George. <laughs> and hello, Reg. This is George Michael and Elton John with the with Elton John's song "Don't Let the Sun Don't Go Down on Me." What is this, and why is it live? Wikifist. <laughs> the pair had first performed the song at Live Aid in 1985 with George Michael singing. And do you know what's weird when you just do the second name? Because it kind of completely disembodies both. Oh, with Michael and name, John. Name with with <laughs> Michael singing and John playing, featuring backup vocals by one partner, Andrew Ridgely, and Kiki D. Can I just say, we watched all of Live Aid, and I do not remember that at no, all. Didn't make the DVD. And, anyway, six years later, after Live Aid, George's cover-to-cover -cover tour regularly included the song. And for the final show at Wembley Arena on the 23rd of March, 1991, George Michael brought Elton John out as a guest surprise. And as we well know, uh, Craig, the reveal is mid-song, as you did. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton, Elton John. John. Yeah. Um, originally from Elton's Caribou album back in 1974, and it went top 20 as a solo song. This version was number one everywhere, and all the proceeds went to Kids and AIDS. Yay for Kids AIDS. What do you think? What do you think of this this live version of a, a 70s Elton John song? I mean, it's George Michael, so it's instantly straight to the fridge without, unless it's a really poor religious ballad. Or... I was about to say, hang on, we, we binged Jesus as a child and you weren't yeah. massively keen on um, A Different Corner, the one that yes. Liam discovered late in the day. That yeah, that I was just... impressed by actually, because it's kind of, it's yeah, not yeah. Wham and it's not George Michael, it's sort of this weird transitional point, isn't it? It's the hinterland between George Michael and Wham. Wham Michael. George Wham. Um, yeah. Andrew Ridgeland. The gooch of Ridgely. Listen, let, let me lead, lead you to this. There is absolutely nothing wrong with this. It's two Dece artists doing a Dece-ish song. Live. Novelty. I suppose in the charts at the time. But, yeah. I mean, it just doesn't really... I'm not against it, but it doesn't really tick any of the boxes that I'm looking for, you know? It's oh, I'm very never much... this off. I'm never turning it off when it's coming on the radio, this one, in a million years. Oh, I am in a bloody heartbeat. And I like George a lot, but it's very much like, oh, God, okay, here we go. Sad song, children have AIDS. <laughs> Don't let the sun go down on them, Liam. This kind of, like, wet... <sighs> Uh, but no, let's look at it in slight defence of the song, Liam. Let's look at the context. It's an Elton John ballad. So on the list of Elton John ballads, this is actually a pretty good one because he's put out some shite, yeah. the lad. This is this is not this is a quite a well-meaning, uh, quite a robust ballad. Just wait till we John. just wait till we get something about the way you look tonight, which was the yeah, other yeah, A side yeah. on Candle yeah. in the Wind. But Candle in the Wind is also a binnable offence. Most of Elton John's back catalogue. Is shit. You can't, can't been the Queen of Hearts. I'm sorry. That's. I will. I don't like him. <laughs> um, Fucking French tunnel over there. I. I it, it's going to take me a lot to like an Elton John. I'm afraid. I, I find him um, twee and insincere and just national treasure, Elton John. Fucking boredom fest. Say what you think, Liam. You say what you think, pal. Um, I'm in a room with Craig. <laughs> oh. How am I the controversial one? <laughs> um, well, so, right, let's have let's see where we are with this. Yeah. We've had Perry Como's magic moments, and we've had uh, George Michael and Elton John. Don't let the sun go down on me. Craig, where are you? Safely safe, very close to the fridge, but I have got one eye on the bin just in case. Liam, um, sort of. Central Island, if you want to refer to um, Patreon, you can see all our kitchens. I'm sort of towards <laughs> the edge of the sideboard, closer to the fridge, but, you know, the bin is two strides away. Um, yeah, for me. I think I'm closer to the fridge than the bin. Um, the, I, I'm not against the George Michael and Elton John song. I just, it, it, it's, it's just queryable. I think that's all. But it is, it's for kids and AIDS, so, you know. It's got that. Deaf lads. Let's have a look at let's let's go to let's let's see where this three will land us when we start talking about unique number one, thirteen sixty five, one thousand three hundred and sixty five, one thirty six five. 
Any information before we start talking about this one? Johnny bloody Bitcoin credit card. It's been... A one-week wonder on the that 30th of January 2020. Well. Doesn't bode well, does it? Let's see what you think when you press play. This is just pre-COVID, isn't it? Yeah. I think this actually brought COVID in, to be fair. <laughs> Matt Berry in the lead there. Ah, you're Got it. a monster. I can swallow a bottle of alcohol in a feel like Godzilla. Better hit the deck like oh, it's Eminem and Godzilla. My whole squad's in here walking around the party across between... With his super fast rapping. It's not rap god, though, is it? It's faster. Is it? Now, we'll get onto that, Craig. Thank you for that. I wasn't really burying the lead when I when I was saying that this brought in COVID, Liam, because I, we need to talk about Eminem, right? I don't like him, and I really struggle when we talk about Eminem, but I've listened to this a few times, and if we were going to if we were gonna place any Eminem in... It would be the tie-in for Godzilla call on King of Monsters. But it's the stuff I can take seriously. I can take this more seriously than the fucking, like... I don't, yeah, yeah. The kind of... I'll I tell you what I've written. I've written, why can I not take this fucker seriously? Flow, rhythm, rhyme, it's all art. But this guy makes me want to walk away from him faster than I would some Demic spitting bars at himself at Piccadilly Gardens. I'm more drawn to this than I was the South Park version of Eminem that was so successful and broke him worldwide. Yeah, I'm cartoon inoffensive. Fuck off. He rinsed his mum and he said he wants to kill his girlfriend. Well done, Edgelord. However, the latter-day Marshall sees him dump the playground voices in histrionics for something, I suppose, a little bit more affecting and progressive. Uh, shades of Missy E here. Fist my wiki when I tell you that the third verse on this track holds the record for his fastest rap. Rapping 11 syllables per second or 222 words in 30 seconds. Liam, if you would, 2 minutes and 56 seconds and let's see the boy fly. Filling with the venom and eliminate him. Other words, I'm in him. I don't want to hurt him, but I did him in a fit of rage. I'm murdering again. Nobody will have been a fit of killing him. Dumping the fucking bodies in a lake, obliterating everything. Is I do miss Buster Rhymes. Yes, I was going to say, <laughs> it, does have a, it does have a Buster Rhymes esque feel. Uh, this is a featuring as well with Juice World or Juice World or Juice W R L D. I don't like vowels. Who adds not, the is melody? That just a website. <laughs> is it like Prime? Yeah, pretty much. He is Prime. Well, he died and they made him into Prime. Um, this is the first song since his death the previous year. Well done, Dido. But let's not bush around the beat. What am I getting from this? Help me. I feel like I need to bat for this guy, but I don't know why, because I'm putting all the big... I'm, I'm always like against the big stuff that used to really get on my nerves. I found this relatively interesting because I'd never heard it before, but it's still Eminem. I mean, if we do put this in, can I make an agreement that we just fuck everything else up that he's done. Is that an, is that agreeable or, or is this risible enough? Or what I, I, should I be getting something from this, boys? Am I missing anything here? I don't know if this is actually worth our attention or not. What there's other stuff that he's got to number one with, like "Lose Yourself," which I think is noteworthy and kind of you know worthy of our attention. I don't know if this is. It's just f fast rapping, but he's up against magic moments now. That's exactly it. So it's kind of not a syndrome, but I'm looking at the positives of someone I usually look at the negatives at. Well, he's already in. He's already in the pantheon with like toy soldiers. The thing. That, oh, really? Did that go in? Yeah. Oh but no. With with really that got syndrome deep because that was alongside. Um, he's, not get, he's not getting two then. Prince, most beautiful girl in the world, and there was no way we weren't having Prince in the pantheon. This is this isn't happening. I'm sorry. I I am now, I've now been talked into a bin on oh, this one. That wasn't actually my intent. I've I've quite comfortably been talked into a bin there. Right. Well, I'm still fence here, Liam. So try and sway me either way. I think that as much as I loathe Elton John, um, more George Michael in the Pantheon is always a positive thing. And you two mm -hmm. were very positive about that George Michael Elton John tune. Yep. Magic moments is adorably lovely and yeah proper classic early pop and then yeah, well, Matt, Matt Matt you hate Eminem don't you 
But you said this wasn't. You didn't get it in the fucking bin. It's shite. I think this is Craig. Craig, I I need more from you here, mate. I need. I I feel there's a little bit. I feel the bin master's taking over here, and this is this is an insincere bin lust here. This is bin lust here. Then it's a cheap cash in for a movie that nobody wants or remembers with somebody who's dead that we barely remember. Uh, and the only thing of note about the damn thing <clears throat> is that he raps very slightly faster than a fair superior song rap god. So that's one against why am I taking magic moments and George Michael and Elton John, a song that you've just previously said you really like and you wouldn't turn off the radio. Why is this taking these out? Uh, because there are better... Because unlike you, I prefer Eminem when he's fun. Serious rappers that can do things like that are an absolute dime a dozen. We can put them in any time of the week there are very few rappers that did what Eminem did in the early noughties which even though you dislike was something different it was a breath of fresh air in rap this could be literally anyone featuring anyone on any giant monster I, I agree with you I agree with you let me ask again why is this taking out Elton John George Michael and Perry Como? Because it's shit enough too. It really is. It's garbage and I can't singe in him twice. If he's got like Tony Soldiers in already once, he's not getting fucking Godzilla featuring Juice World in. I will I'm gonna step in and remind Matt that um, Craig voted against Gary Newman's cars and walking on the moon back in episode thirty seven. Don't listen to him. Listen, listen. He's the devil listen. on your shoulder. <laughs> I've 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 made I've made my decision and I think Craig's argument against Eminem was fantastic fiery and it has definitely led me to go with a soft keep because i i don't think i don't think it can take those two out but craig god love you really well argued but i've got to go with a soft keep i think that's the right thing to do yeah and in the grand scheme of things that one like we're going to look back at this you know in a year or two's time that one's not going to sting like other ones will Oh, I don't. I don't know. True. I'll take it out. I'll, I'll quite happily take it out behind the sheds and shoot it down. <laughs> you never um, know. At the end of all this, we might do an episode to do that. We might get three yeah. choices each. You never well, know. Well, um, Craig is busy. Old yellering Eminem <laughs> behind the barn. Um, let's move on. And I think, um, in the interest of keeping the peace, I'm going to wade in between you both, and I'm going to go next. So my first number one this week is unique number one, 704. It was number one for the first time on the 19th of March, 94. Do we have any additional information? I don't know who invented Bitcoin. Something to do with Bitcoin. Hmm. A three-week one and only um, one-hit wonder from 94. It's a dancey number. Of course it is. Any guesses? Any guesses, boys? Uh, Hadaway. <laughs> oh, I would have loved a Hadaway. I think it's it's a bit late for Hadaway, isn't it? it 92 Is Hadaway. it? Oh, no, no. Entrance definitely had another hit. Uh, they did. They did I that don't know. Saturday Night Fever cover. Can I ask a question? Is it a cover? No. Um, Sort of. It's a sample. I mean, they all were back then. It was the Wild West. on. Whack it on. I, I used to think of this in quite kind of um, nostalgic rose-coloured tones and I really don't have to have to listen to it for this. I'd forgotten how, how like abrasive this is. So um, enjoy, lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's Doop by Doop. It's Doop by Doop from the album Doop. Yeah. We did a whole thing on this in the long pod. I'm more than sure. Yeah, we had um, the almighty Custer from the Alawite come on the old pod and talk about Doop. We did. Should we? Should I jump in and give you the drop? Do you want to hear that Charleston drop? Please. Yes. Yes, please. Still tasty after all these years. It's a bit like fucking toothache, isn't it, lads? <laughs> what were the issue with snares, man? No, I mean like there was just. There's no. There's not enough crack. So no, but the old no two drum machines like mate. the 808 and the 909 didn't have very kind of cracky poppy snares. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. um, a little wiki fistette for you. Um, maybe just a finger rather than a fist. Um, it was... <laughs> I know which I'd prefer. Um, wiki finger. <laughs> it was um, a group from the Netherlands Shock. formed by Ferry Ridderhoff 
and Peter Gansky. Stephen Dupe. Um, <laughs> and they were originally recorded as Hocus Pocus, but I think that was a really bad um, prog rock band, wasn't it? Who did Focus? Uh, folk, no, Focus were the band Focus who did oh, Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus by Focus. They also got a number one in uh, Australia as Hocus Pocus with a famous single called Here's Johnny. That's all I've got for you. Um, everything they did was dupe related and it just never yeah. fucking ended. I think, I think there's six versions of dupe on the album. Oh, well, there what? is an album of entirely dupes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've all been duped. We, we all got duped into buying that. <laughs> it just it never bloody ended. Um, I I was kind of, when this came up, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is daft. And, I, and God, it just, it's like toothache. Not mm. for me. Craig? Love it, love it, love it, love it. Got all the time in the world for it. All the time in the world for it. This is fucking fabulous. This is great. This is this is gonna take some sinking, boys. <laughs> he's wrong. He's wrong. Doctor, he's out of bed again. <laughs> there was a whole slot there was a whole kind of like I mean, right, Craig, come on, let's put our heads together. What were the real novelties around this time? Shall we throw Wigfield Saturday night in there? Probably yeah. not novelty enough. Gina Dupe, G. Red, rednecks. No, Gina G's just a Scat really Man good John. pop song. Scatman John, Rednecks. We're talking people who did something really annoying. What was the Irish version of the Rednecks? What? Bewitched. <laughs> Green shoulders? I don't know. There was like an Irish version of the Rednecks that was as bad. Please dig that one out. But no, I think to be true um, novelty in the 90s, you needed a shtick, you know, so a, a, an act, a thing, and a really annoying song. So definitely dupe, definitely rednecks. Perhaps I'm being a bit cruel on Wigfield there. Yeah. You know, the, this is this is prime novelty. I mean, I, I it's, it's fucking hard, this, isn't it? It's hard work. It's barely music. Yeah, that's actually bloody fair. Actually, I'll give you that. Mm. Um, mm. You take the dance beat off, and it came up in the, it came up at number seven in the charts. You'd be all over it because it's a Charleston, and we've not got it in. But because it's got a nineties dance beat over it, you don't want to do with it. No, you know me, Craig. No, I, I just no, no. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think I think that's unfair. I don't want anything to do with it because it's shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, as, a, as a connoisseur of dance music, this is fucking bobbins. And as man on the street to dance music, I like it. <laughs> Not dance music. <laughs> um, I like it as a. I like it as weaponry. Yeah, what? it is offensive. Ten, ti- ten times on the jukebox on your way out the door. You mean we did it, mate? We did it. <laughs> Literally, we did it with dupe at Bolton Students Union. It's great weaponry. So that, and I genuinely mean that as a positive, but. Oh, I don't. It's a tough one. This I'm good. I'm genuinely going to have to uh, to see where your other two are here, Liam, because well, it was a moment case. in time. This I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we, let's move on. Let's see what other things are coming round the hairpin bend towards us. So this is unique number one at six hundred and twenty-five. It was number one for two weeks, starting the eleventh of March, nineteen eighty-nine. Do we have any additional facts? Ooh. A soap star? Kylie Minogany then, surely. Right, I'll, I'll go the other way then, I'll go Jason. Matt is the winner. Wait, let toss of a coin, Mr. Lowe, toss of a coin. It was got to be one of the other, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is the Jason. That is brilliant. Yeah. Oh. Perfect pop. Why is it brilliant? It is brilliant. Though. In fact, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Craig to explain that. I, I'm not gonna give you my spiel. Go, Craig. Why is this really good? Uh, it's upbeat. It's got tinges of what would become the Stock Aitken and Waterman sound of the drum machine, but it's buried enough behind more sort of typical '80s musical styles in there that it carries that sort of cross section of what was 80s pop into what would become the early 90s pop. Uh, Jason Donnellan had a 
fucking set of lungs on him and could absolutely belt this track out. He did. And it's the one of the best, simplest sing-along choruses you could have in the world. I mean, it's it's just perfect. Fair. Matthew, where do you stand on this? The chorus, it, the chorus is its strength. The chorus is its strength. I mean, it's I, unlike where Craig's saying that it's it's what was coming into Stock Aitken and Waterman Sound. This is prime yeah. Stock Aitken and Waterman Sound. This is this is them. You know, it's post Astley, uh, but it's pre the kind of like um, latter day house music, New Jack Swing drop off. Um, mm. It's yeah, it it's 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 almost showing off. It's throwaway in the nicest respects because again if if pop music is there to lift you and leave you singing it then this is doing everything everything it needs to it's sunny on the darkest of days and it'll get you singing on your most miserable of day so yeah i can't really fault it also, listeners, if you're not sure and you're not 40 years old, this is Jason Donovan, Too Many Broken Hearts. <laughs> Actually, yeah, great point. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I cannot agree with you both more. Um, the only, I found out one interesting thing about this. I love, you know, I, I love Stock and Waterman around this period. It's great, like the Sonya track particularly, but um, Kylie and uh, Jason and Rick Astley and all of that stuff, I loved it. But... I thought it was really weird when I found out that this song was sort of meant to be something else, right? So they offered Jason another song first before they did this one. His first number one, or his first single, sorry, was supposed to be Waiting for a Star to Fall, but that eventually went to Boy Meets Girl. Um, Which I think is incredible because this song is... Identical copy of that to me. Yeah, it is. It definitely shares a bit. Yeah. Uh, waiting for a star to fall, boy meets girl. Weren't mm-hmm. they the songwriters who eventually did that? Can I just check? Well, waiting for a star. Uh, yes, it fall. was. Yep. It's yeah, was Shannon, it? Rubicam so, and George Merrill. Yeah, so basically they they didn't end up selling, which I find astonishing really because that's that's. It's a little bit fussier waiting for a start to fall. It doesn't flow as well into the chorus, but the choruses on both are very, very strong. And you're right, they do share a lot of sonic similarities. There's, there's no doubt. They also Apparently Belinda write... Carlisle did a version of Waiting for a Start to Fall. Go on. Um, they also helped write How Will I Know and I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney. Ah, chops. And it's all kind of sinking in a little bit there, yeah. Chops. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is... I didn't care about this at the time. I was a little bit too young. I was only four when this came out. But I think, in hindsight, this is just really good 80s pop. Well, yeah, it is. And we, we, we didn't care about it also at the time um, because we would have been a little bit too cool for this kind of shit. But now you yeah. have enough distance from it to know that actually there was a kind of latter-day golden age of pop going on at the time. Yeah. Um, does it deflect dupe? There's the big question. Well, let's see if we can add some more ballast to the tank, shall we? With mm. unique number one, 567. This was number one for the first time on the 8th of March. They've all been March this year. Um, 1986, and it was number one for three weeks. Let's see if we've got anything else. Johnny Bitcoin. No. Um... 80s song from a Motown star. Any guesses, chaps? Oof. Uh, could we have the initials? No. Right, okay then, just play it. Chain <laughs> reaction? It's not the best Bee Gees H's song, is it, Craig? No. But, it, it, but it's a fucking good one. Yeah. I am most interested in the curators it takes a while to get going doesn't it it does it does confident in that way though i'm i'm i kind of get a feeling i think i know where craig is on this what the steps did it better i know obviously where i am yeah basically when i said well, i know where craig's gonna be he's, he's gonna pull basically, some what's the weirdest opinion up. you can have there we go yeah, yeah. Not even contrarian. You've got the choice of left or right. Oh, he's chosen up. Right. 
Liam Green. I'm more intrigued about your your view as the curator of these three. What is your view on this song? Um, Diana Ross, legendary, obviously. Um, she's only got like one or two shots at the Pantheon. This is one of them. Um, she also did I'm Still Waiting, which is kind of one of her really early when she was first kind of solo from the Supremes. Um, but this is like her only kind of shot as proper Diana Ross. It's like 80s Diana Ross. Eaten Alive is not a good record. The the record it's taken from, it's frankly bloody pants. Um, this is the only thing on it that's noteworthy. Um, and most of Diana's 80s output was shite. Sorry. Bad air. Um, but this is a standout piece of really well-written 80s pop. To my knowledge, this is all of Diana Ross's 80s output, minus perhaps I'm Coming Out, which was probably just 80s, right? Perhaps even oh, 1980. that's a really great question. Um, I, I think that was a number two it. as well, so that could get well, in. I didn't get number one, I can tell you that. This is her only number one after that first kind of break from mm. the Supremes with I'm Still Waiting. There is a Supreme song, I think Baby Loves in the in the Possibles, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, I think this is well worthy of our time and attention, and I think it's just nice. I think it's it's kind of interesting. It's good pop music. It's got a little bit of something to it. It's not the most accomplished thing she ever did by a long shot, um, but I think we should be giving this serious attention. Craig, right? Okay, before we before we oh. go, let, yeah. Steps did it better, Craig. No, come on. I'm, I'm, I just, I but I needed just, to test that. I needed to test that. I, I just but just, to test yeah, no, it's fabulous, isn't it? I mean, it's great. I mean, it's just a really good sort of. We're still kind of in disco, but we're not at the same. Yeah, you're time. in post disco. It's just, just dance yeah. music, isn't it? At this point, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, this out of the th- the three of these, this is, I mean, the easiest of keeps. For a few weeks for me, this one. Oh, that's nice to hear. The other kind of 80s thing that we, that sort of hit, just looking at her list, was um, Working Overtime. But that was a, a gentle hit. This is her only real big thing from the 80s. So muscles, did I, muscles, I'm Coming Out, get to... When was I... Uh, what, what did I... What happened to I'm Coming Out, sorry? Well, I'm Coming Out was, I think, 70s, wasn't it? Um, oh, it? no, 1980, and Upside Down, yeah. and My Old Piano, because it's all off Diana, the black and white cover. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I hadn't really thought about 1980. Um, Not a problem. But, yeah, in fact, there's there's a raft of stuff that comes out off of that record, like Upside Down and things like that. And, you know, before that, you've got The Boss in 79, and He's On Down the Road from The Wiz, Craig's Fave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there's a but fair yeah, this gap like until a, a different, this is like post disco now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if the BGs are helping you out, then you're obviously in need of help, and they never, they never, they never let you down. The BGs, no, nope. they never let you down. The brothers Gib only worked that out today, by the way. BGs, brothers Gib, can you believe oh. it? Pathetic. Really? Yeah. Right. Led Zeppelin, I get it. Um, kitchen, Craig, you said keep, keepy keep. Liam, does this de-dupe your dupe? It does. So I think this is as good as dupe is bad. And then you've got Jason Donovan in the middle, just just forcing his way in, just knocking in the back doors. This is how crazy this show is because you've got to make it three. <laughs> oh, we got a unanimous. <laughs> dupes in, dupes in. Woo! Well, um, Craig got his wish for a nice slice yeah. of '90s novelty dance. Dupe, dupe, dupe. Um, should we see who the final person is? Is it Bobby Davro? My first number one this week is unique. Number one, number 280. This was number one for eight weeks from the 25th <laughs> of October in the year of our Lord, 1969. Johnny Bitcoin hit me with a ring of facts. Lovely. Second of the week. Yeah, one hit wonder from 1969. And I would say, were you to look up one hit wonder from the 1960s, there would be a picture of this right next to it in the dictionary. Sugar. I, I would have got this. I would have got this. 
fucking arches with sugar no, sugar yeah, ta- sugar times sugar, two. Sugar, sugar comma sugar. Worth noting because Wilson Pickett did a cover of it which was sugar without the comma sugar. <laughs> Thank you, the, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> the forebearers uh, to gorillas here, because let's not forget that they were a purely cartoon, fictional cartoon band. It was they? a cartoon band. The one thing that did astound me from the year 1968 to the year 1971, the Archies had six albums, including the greatest hits, oh which wasn't the last of their albums. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Absolutely astonishing. And also, worth uh, Wikifist, or Wikifact, the. Uh, that this is very close to a, a, a non-semi-debin. It sort of rattles the rim as this was covered. <laughs> Don't ever rattle the rim. <laughs> as this was covered in 1971 and reached number 12 in the charts by uh, Saccharin, which was a pseudonym for Jonathan King. Ooh, oh, the worst. The worst of the worst. Uh, boys... Sugar, sugar, more like shit, shit. What do you think? <laughs> I'm, I've got this on 7-inch. Of course you do. Oh, yeah. Inherited, of course. I'm, I think it's cute. I, I love like the, the marimba in it and stuff. I just think it's my silly. Teeth, my nice. teeth ache from the sweetness and the sugariness of it. I mean, it is just too bubblegum. And yet dupe, fine. <laughs> I didn't say I had taste. <laughs> <laughs> It's just novelty, isn't it? It's just daft novelty, but it doesn't offend me in the way that many novelty songs actually do. I think this is... It's it's fine. I'm playing my fine card. I can't go to town on this after giving Doop a pass. That's the issue. <laughs> but it, it 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 is... As Craig, you know, I mean, how many how many sugar gags can we make? It does, it does make me feel a bit sick. It, you know, it's... I, I, it's astonishing the popularity of it, though, isn't it? Let's be honest, because it is, it, in essence, it's it surely the novelty of them being a, a, a fake cartoon band. Yes. Must have propelled this to higher heights than you would have imagined. I, I don't know. I get the feeling, had this not been a cartoon band, this has got that sort of late 60s feel that it could have been a smash hit for any of those sort of throwaway pop bands of the time. <laughs> Yes, but because it was a cartoon band, yeah, I, I mean, that added, gave it, added that another gave it four bump. weeks at number one. Correct, yes. I mean, eight, eight weeks. Eight, eight weeks, weeks, mate. Eight weeks for a fucking cartoon. Well, yeah. this is the thing. I think we, we, we added to our unwritten rules is anything over five weeks is perhaps not epoch-defining. Well, actually, this is epoch-defining. This this is very much so prime and place you know i if you say i i knew what year this this i knew i knew this was a song you were talking about before we played it it's very much so yeah yeah can we move on yeah let's <laughs> let's move on swiftly to unique number one number 410 this was number one for four weeks from the 23rd of july in the year of our lord 1977 Johnny Bitcoin, can you give me a boy called Fax? Lovely. Nothing, nada, zip. And I have but one note, just the one note uh, in my notes for this song. It literally just says, hand over to Liam. Press play. Oh, here we go. I, I'm going to say he's going on to it. Well, I think he's going on too. Okay, so obviously Donna Summers, I feel love nineteen seventy-seven. Matt, can I convince you to go on too with me? This is I feel love by Donna Summer. You, may, I've already made my decision, so you make your call and I'll tell you mine. I'm going on to you. This Donna save Summers, it, save I, it. No, 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 stop, stop talking, stop arguing. It's I feel love Donna Summer. This is if we were to expand our list of three. From episode 30, this would be in my top 10 of songs that I was going to keep an eye out for. Because it's not only brilliant in its many different forms, it is important. In in a pantheon, it needs to go. I, I The only thing I will add to that is it's beyond important. It's not just kind of era-defining, it's like epoch-defining. This is the birth of 
electronic music. You don't get duped without I Feel Love. Um, it's the, David, uh, David, all the arches. David, all the arches. I was, was going to say, David Bowie knew that as... Uh, yeah, Brian Eno, as, uh, Brian Eno ran into the studio saying, I've heard the future of dance yeah. music. It, it's epoch-defining. It is essential. You don't get human league without I Feel Love. Yeah, I mean, you say epoch-defining. Obviously, epoch means era. It's beyond epoch-defining. It, it defined eras. It it defined... It was... It, eon, then. It Let's do eon the define. Yeah, it's eon. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's how important it is. I think, in fact, I think we'd be hard-pressed to find a number, a number one. We could think of other songs that are important yeah. to the way that music progressed, but a number one that brought in different brought in the different toys that made future music able to happen like this yeah. 1977 as well this is early for something and it like it i, I will stop ranting i promise but no, no, I, need, I, I i i gave you the floor sir i knew what was coming the thing i find incredible is like 1976 you've had stuff like sister sledge and chic and all of that stuff and discos happened fine 1977 this happens and it doesn't feel like a you know an evolution it's not like a step-by-step thing how like disco started you know like 71 72 and grows into disco this feels like a it's it's kind of appeared in the world fully formed it feels like the birth of an entirely new musical genre to me and i I find it thrilling still the the proper like album version you know like the eight nine minute version is glorious I don't rate the Patrick Cowley 19-minute version so much. Um, 19 minutes of anything is too long. I don't know about that. It depends. Just ask my wife. Um, <laughs> he's absolutely... Craig, what, me and Liam have wanked each other off into a whelk. Do you like this? <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I do. Brilliant. It's great. I mean, it's, it's as Liam rightly says, it's the start of electronic music. As... Uh, for any other reason, it could have come. It came in 1977. If you'd have, if you'd heard this for the first time and someone said this is from 1985, you'd still believe it. Yes. It's, it oh, is yeah. that. It really is timeless. It sounds like it's it's not starting a trend. It is it is the pinnacle of a trend that hasn't even started. Yeah. Good work, everybody. Now, please tell me which Black Eyed Peas track we've allowed to get. <laughs> I was going to say, good work, guys. You've let him in on two. Let's see what's getting snuck in through the back door with unique number one, number 373. This was, number, mm, this was number one for two weeks from the 28th of June in the year of our Lord, 1975. Johnny Bitcoin, uh, throw away the key and lock us up with some false and prism facts. Nothing, nada, zip. And you know what? In the grand scheme of things, there's worse shit that could have slipped through. Press play. Oh, it's brilliant. It's I'm not in love, 10 cc This would have made me probably go on two as well. Yeah, we're going for this. Oh my god. Oh gosh, I I I completely disagree with both of you. I think it's fucking garbage. But (laughs) this is this is 10cc with I'm Not in Love. Three times Ivan Novello winning that year with Best Pop Song, Best Hit of the Year, and the dubiously titled Most Performed British Work. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, uh, I find this fucking mid-70s pop. I'll be completely honest with you. I find it middle of the road, I find it dirgy. I find it uninteresting. Uh, I apologise. Uh, I'm no, no. in the minority. Can I um, can I give you a spotty fist? Would you fist it? So you as know, like Spotify, you, you get the you um, bag it up. You get the um, the kind of bio blurb stuff on Spotify since they destroyed mm. their UI. Um, this is the their opening. Uh, sentence deriving their name from a metric total of semen ejaculated by the average male. <laughs> That's all we got from 10cc. Can we just go back to what Craig says? Because he's right in certain respects, Liam. It is proper soft, middle of the road, soft 70s rock, which is brought out of being truly, you know, just kind of yellowy wallpaper paste, you know, thick piss into something that's really beautiful and timeless because of the production absolutely yeah like i teach this tune 
Yeah, the middle eight of this is one of the most interesting bits of music. The big boys don't cry. Yeah. Where it just kind of descends into nothing. It's not Dreadlock Holiday, though, is it? Oh, fuck me. Right. Well done. <laughs> Get him in. Get him in. I don't want to talk anymore about that. We'll get just to for, Dreadlock just Holiday. Just for the sake of completism, Craig, um, <laughs> where would you have voted on these three? Uh, keep, obviously. I mean, yes. Easy keep. Easy keep. Easy keep people with that last one. Oh, okay. Even with the arches? Yeah. I mean, Donna Summer's too good. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, that was not how I saw that going, but that's lovely. Um... Shall we three wrap up? Yeah. Avast me hearties, this is I, Captain Craig of the Good Ship. H-M-E-N-O-E. If ye be hooked on podcasts, set sail over to enoepodcast.com. Head over to patreon.com slash enoe, where it won't cost ye an arm and a leg to see... <laughs> That's <a good. laughs> To see all... <sighs> to see all the fine... Tre- see all the fine treasures on offer. If you want to find more treasure, head over to X, formerly Twitter, where X does indeed mark the spot with E-N-O-E podcast. Use your spyglass to check out our Instagram and Facebook. And now, Swabby Maloney, is (laughs) over there on the poop deck, is there anything else from the Patreon to add? I'm not doing a voice. So, from our nine of the week, we've had a keep across the board. Only one person voting bin at any one time, and of course it was the Hello. general. Um, but into the Pantheon has gone Perry Camo's Magic Moments alongside um, George Michel and Elton Juan with Don't Let the Sun Go Down, Godzilla by Eminem and Juice Fall, um, Dupe. Um, the version I played was the uh, the duper than dupe version of dupes dupe from the album dupe. I feel like it's the, it, it I is can the smell dupiest. burning toast. Um, <laughs> Jason Donovan's Too Many Hearts, which isn't waiting for a falling star, um, and Diana Ross's Chain Reaction, all into the pantheon as well, alongside Sugar, Comma Sugar by the Archies. Donna Summer's magnificently prescient I Feel Love and I'm Not In Love. How oh, much she feels love by 10cc. And that is Le Pantheon this week. Thank you ever so much uh, for a, spe- a spectacular episode. We've we've talked about some wonderful music th- uh, this week, lads. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, Duke great. Craig. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Liam. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. And there's never, it's never in doubt what we're playing out with this week. We're going to play you a little bit, but I implore you to hear this. (laughs) It's I Feel Loved by Donna Summer. Turn it off now and go and listen to the full album version. It's fucking amazing. Have a great week. Love you loads. See you next week. Ta-ra. Bye.